welcome to the 616 show the show where we talk about anything and everything pop culture related i am your host eugene joined by my co-host haven you can't get rid of us nope never will (laughs) it is monday where we talk about like i said anything and everything in pop culture so we're just going to discuss have some fireside conversation about just what's going on and see what we think about it you know we have the coldest and the hottest takes usually we try and focus on getting really hot takes get <laughs> you guys really riled up and talking yeah we always like to start a fire yeah haven how have you been lately oh you know just a geek trying to make it through this world in one piece oh i hear you <laughs> so we have about three things we usually try to talk about on these mondays and the three things we're going to focus on the shazam 2 trailer well a, a brand new trailer let's say uh mm-hmm. some news about some dc shows that are meeting unfortunate fates r.i.p in peace but there are some silver linings for other uh shows slash movies in the future including a classic 80s uh revival that Seems to be uh, be meeting with some pretty good fanfare, right? Hell yeah. I ain't afraid no ghosts. But let's talk about Shazam. We got a trailer a couple weeks ago. Kind of gave us a good little tease into what to expect in The Fury of the Gods. Mm-hmm. And about three or four days ago, we were blessed with a second trailer. And it kind of gave us a little bit more of a darker look into what this movie is going to be about. It seems like the stakes are a little bit higher. But... I'm just not sure about the stakes, given what is yeah. already happening with the DCEU. So, Haven, uh, take me on this little journey here and, and tell me what you think of the trailer. It's kind of like what you said about it being darker and everything. I feel like this and Ant-Man, it's setting up to make audiences believe that these characters are going to die. Because it looked like Shazam was getting all like Medusa like near the end of the trailer with stone covering him or something as he's fighting those two. I don't even know what you call them like Wonder Woman cosplay witches. That's kind of the interesting thing. It looks like he's going to be fighting a giant dragon. It looks like Lucy Liu is the main villain. I'm sure. But that looks like (laughs) the final battle to me. Did we just get a glimpse of the final battle in a trailer? I feel like it like I feel like this movie is one of those where they just put all the best parts in the trailer. If you can call those the best parts where he's fighting a big puff, the magic dragon. I do. I do not see Shazam going anywhere like the Marvel family. I I am unenthused. And it's also one of those trailers that we complain about where the whole plot is given away in that two minutes. Yes. And I just think we got the whole plot. It was, you know, as it kept feeding us more and more information and more story, I'm like, wait, wait, we need to stop because I think mm-hmm. you guys are about to bring us to the climax of the film, which is the big battle. Because Billy, I, I, I feel like we got way too much. All of a sudden, we're talking about Billy wanting to give up his powers because the rest of his friends and family did too, in order to yeah. say, I mean, it just, it's, I was like, can you please stop? You're giving us way too much, and that kind of ruins it for you. It's like, well, okay, well. All I need to know is how it ends. I already know most of what just happened here. And what's the point of bringing back the wizard? I don't even get like who was calling for that. Who's like, I I, I like that guy because he's been in Guardians. He's been in Aquaman. He's definitely a comic book veteran. But it's just it. Nothing in this movie makes sense to me 
like why wouldn't you bring in Mr. Mind or Dr. Savannah again? I know these guys are just bad joke villains, but that's what Shazam is. He's a fun, lighthearted, jokey thing. I don't think trying to merge the comedy with making him a nitty gritty superhero works unless you bring in Black Adam. But we know that's never going to happen. Well, we already know that ended ended as a mess and mm-hmm. this whole thing is a mess. So I guess it only makes sense that one of the last films in that universe is a mess. And speaking of <laughs> uh, last films, that's the thing, too. I mean. Why would I, as a viewer, want to come and see this movie already knowing the f- the greater fate of this universe? I mean, I know we want to exactly enjoy, we want to enjoy movies for what they are in as individual properties and 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 films, but mm-hmm. you know that's what these superhero movies are. they're They're kind of all building towards something bigger than themselves. And Shazam was one of those things. I mean, even in the last one, they kind of teased a re uh, a meeting with him and Superman. Yeah, oh, that's over. It's done. This is kind of just the last bits. It's it's kind of like a, a Walking Dead thing. It's just the, the the stragglers who are left, and I don't really care. You know, Rick Grimes is gone. All the important players are gone, and it's just mm-hmm. the side pieces, if you want to call them, left. I just there's nothing left for me by going to the theaters and watching this movie. Cause I know it's just, it's already been torn apart. It's over. Yeah. I, I think part of the problem is just giving Shazam his own solo movie. Like I love Shazam in the comics. He's great in justice league, but he needs like the ensemble of a justice league or maybe Superman, just somebody. I don't think he, his character is strong enough because he's a 10 year old boy that turns into a 40-year-old dude fighting caterpillars. That's very generous. You said Zachary Levi is only 40, but, you know, <laughs> he, he looks like he's 10 years older than he was in the last movie. He definitely looks a lot rougher. Something like it is. the years have not been kind to him. Yeah. And, we, uh, and anyone who's uh, done any research uh, lately or have heard uh, Zachary Levi is in some uh, interesting water because of things he's posted on the social media. So that could also put his future as the character in Jeopardy, right? Oh, yeah. Twitter shaming will age you 10 years easy. <laughs> it's almost poetic and and pretty much fits the bill of what the DCEU was, which is just a giant mess. But you, to your point, though, it does make sense with a character like Shazam because when you have a 10-year-old, well, however old Billy Batson is in this mm-hmm. these movies, telling the story through his eyes as he experiences what it takes to become a real hero and accept you know, your, your destiny as a hero by interacting with people in the Justice League. So Yeah. It just, it's, it's a shame, but I mean, I guess I'll go see it. So. I'll wait for it to come on HBO Max, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. To add further news, we've got some TV shows in the DC universe that uh, are also meeting the same fate. Even uh, get a couple. This is shows. a real low blow. Yeah, tell us some more about that. So they have announced that Doom Patrol and Titans will be ending after the last... I think they're both on season four. Maybe Titans is on season five. But this is it for them, which I am stymied because Titans has just been doing like gangbusters. Everybody loves it. Everyone's into it. 
Doom Patrol is kind of like that, but you can tell that show tried to be what Peacemaker was before there was Peacemaker. Yeah, I thought it was a cute little show. It was just a good little uh, break from your, your normal DC property, let's say. Kind of like how D- Peacemaker was. Yeah, it was just a show about a bunch of fuck-ups who were just looking out for themselves, wanting to stay out of everything, and then being forced into these heroic situations, but just ruining it, ruining it and making it worse than how they arrived. <laughs> now, were you a fan of Titans? I mean, it sounds like you were. I definitely like Titans. It's a really good show. I can't really like latch onto it as much as I did Doom Patrol. I just feel like it's too dark for itself. You know, there are some lighthearted, jokey moments and everything. Beast Boy's great. But I think it's trying to take itself too seriously and put itself up there. I mean, I love that they brought in um, Sir Jorah Mormont as Batman, and we got him to do the little bat dance. <laughs> a British Batman. Who would have thought? Yeah, I know. What I guess, age we I guess in. a lot of our Batman um, recently have been played by uh, uh, UK folks, so I guess it, it's on brand. Oh, God damn, you're right. Yeah, so this, this guy's just more – he's just more British for some reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I think uh, – but Titans has been okay to me. I just, I'm not a fan of the, of the Robin of Dick Grayson in this one. Um, I think no, I don't like him. Yeah, he seems more like a Jason Todd type. Mm-hmm. In this, and uh, I know we got Jason Todd in the show eventually, but I'm just, I, I we get it. You're not a you don't, we don't you don't like Bruce and what he's put you through and <laughs> and the trauma. But man, I don't I don't think Dick held on to that kind of that resentment for for long at least in the comic books it just felt it just felt so not dick grayson to me what do you think no exactly like in the comics dick you know he has his little rebellious phase he's like i'm i'm not just batman's sidekick i'm my own hero he you know dons the nightwing persona but then through that he and through leading the titans he learns kind of you know the perspective of bruce and eventually like you know makes his way going back to him I think they made a mistake not bringing in Cyborg to that show and leaving. I think Jovian Wade is awesome. He plays great with the cast of Doom Patrol. But I would have liked to seen him maybe in Titans and maybe take on the leader role away from Dick Grayson. That way we could get a different dynamic. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. I did see uh, James Gunn posted on Twitter. He said that the decision to cancel the show was made long before his team took over so really yeah i think i I could be mistaken but i'm pretty sure i saw that he posted that it was because people were obviously tweeting at him when the news came out but i think he's why are you killing this now yeah but i think he said uh it was made long before he got there but why wait till now to announce it why not you know do something with it why not veto it well i mean honestly if you want you came in to to steer the ship right, and you started clearing house with your movies. You I mean you've got to you've got to get there with the shows too, which does leave in question what happens to Peacemaker. That's true. I definitely think he's not going to let uh, anything stop season two of Peacemaker. I feel like that is just in the bag, said and done. When we get it, might be a different story, but who knows? Maybe since Peacemaker is continuing, we we might get to see. 
the Doom Patrol because those guys would be perfect showing up, like, you know, helping him out. Yeah. So I'm looking at the tweet right now. It was four days ago, and someone was mm-hmm. tweeting at him and said, uh, with Doom Patrol and Titans officially ending due to the new direction, all fans could say is good luck, but you have a mighty hill to climb. Fans <laughs> who enjoy the- and then James retweets it with a reply and says, the decision to end the series precedes us, but I certainly wish the best of luck or wish the best for the group of actors, creators. So it felt like it was always going to end at some point. But, you know, James Gunn is one of those people. He will bring back the people he likes, people he calls, yeah. people he works with uh, normally. So we could see a lot of them return in different uh, forms. I mean, if you're going to go in a new direction, clean the entire slate, leave any fragments of what the past was, leave it behind. That way people aren't pulling from those connections and making those comparisons this is something brand new you want to give them a fresh new taste and a fresh new look so yeah uh, i don't blame them to quote kylo ren let the past die kill it if you have to oh yeah (laughs) so moving away a little bit from dc we have something else that it was confirmed for a sequel and isn't being canceled fortunately thank you 80s classic Ghostbusters. Haven, tell us some more. So we have not just Bill Murray, not just Ernie Hudson, but Sigourney Weaver and Dan Aykroyd confirmed to all be coming back for the Afterlife sequel. And I could not be happier about it. You know, I was pleasantly surprised by Afterlife. Thought it was great and a good a good way to spin a new chapter while still honoring uh the original members i thought it was really good too it was it kind of lagged in some parts it was kind of just fan service for the sake of fan service to have egon on the screen for 20 minutes and not talk that was that just made me cringe in my seat (laughs) it's a good tribute though for uh obviously for the actor the late actor uh absolutely i think they did it they did it justice they just did it too long. Okay, okay. I can see that. And we did get a little tease near the end. Uh, I believe it was it was it Ernie Hudson's character. Yeah, he was talking to uh what's what's her name? The secretary. Yeah, in the old headquarters, and we saw a mm-hmm. light going off. So obviously we always knew a sequel was going to come, and it obviously was going to tether into that and Ernie's involvement in the plot. Who knows? I could see them doing it maybe sort of like a Ghostbusters of all nations kind of thing where he sets up schools or academies and they're training the next generation of Ghostbusters. But, you know, it's like they can't be in China, so they have a school set up in China. They can't be in England. They have one set up in England. I think we're going to focus more on probably Egon's granddaughter and everything. I'm guessing it's going to be sort of like Hogwarts is what I'm thinking. Hogwarts with more ghosts. The oh, I can't even think of a good name for <laughs> ghost busting and wizardry. Interesting. <laughs> sure, sure. Let's go. It's it also reminds me of um MIB International. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except without uh terrible leads, you know, Chris Hemsworth and <laughs> Tessa Thompson, you know, who who on paper sound like a great cast and a great duo, but no. No, does not work out. But I think this will. I think we're going to get back to sort of the true blue of Ghostbusters with the new generation. 
I mean, that's my biggest problem with a lot of these revivals and uh, return to nostalgic things is that we just mm-hmm. we hang on to too much of it. And but we this, the point of this is to be able to hand this off to the next generation to bring in a new crowd and group of people into this. Yeah, I think Afterlife did a real good job of bringing back all the stuff you knew and love, like Zool, the Keymaster, and making it more accessible to an audience without just putting a hat on the hat, like seeing the same scene over and over, the same jokes over and over. I mean, Sigourney Weaver's great. Dan Aykroyd's great. Bill Murray's going through a little bit of uh, interesting things lately, but, you know... We'll see how that ha- we'll see how that sorts itself out, and we'll see how he does in Ant Man. I was gonna say if they're allowing him in the MCU, I think he's handling himself pretty well and has his shit together for the most part. Uh, Eugene, let me ask you this: What did you think of the 2016 Ghostbusters, the female Ghostbusters? You know, I was all for it because again, yes, it's it's. Something new, something fresh. Something mm-hmm. it's taking modern, modern and popular stars at the time, and trying to introduce them to a new crowd, bring in a new crowd to a franchise. You know that was huge in the eighties. Make it fresh, but it just yeah. did not hit. It felt so forced, and it felt too much like a parody of Ghostbusters. You know, it you didn't see feel that's like- why I like it. When I watch that movie, I feel like I'm watching a scary movie or epic movie. You know, it's it feels like a loving parody to me since they got everybody back in it and you know, they all kind of knew how this was gonna go and it was just jokey enough for them. I didn't take it too seriously. Okay, so you're you're telling me you're a fan of that of that one, of that movie? Well, I wouldn't say a fan. I mean if, <laughs> if you if liked it's it. on yeah, if it's on, I won't go out of my way to turn it off. I just know I don't want to see Chris Hemsworth dancing ever again. This is true. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't argue that. <laughs> I did love the cast. The cast was great. Every single every single person cast in those as the new Ghostbusters were great. I just mm-hmm. felt it felt so forced to me. It didn't feel Ghostbusters. And like I said, it felt like SNL's an SNL version of Ghostbusters, just a very, very expensive version of it. I will 100% give you that. Yeah, uh, because what? Almost all the all the main cast were on SNL at some point, right? So at one point or the other and Melissa McCarthy was the guest host. <laughs> but I do I do like Afterlife a little bit more. It just felt it felt like a fun, episodic, self-contained yes. adventure, but it paid a good homage and tribute mm-hmm. to the original story and especially a character like Egon and we know what happens to happened to the main actor i mean we lost him way too soon but it gives us a good launching pad and a reason for why these characters exist because they're they have that kind of tie to exactly it opens the door for a lot more places where ghostbusters can go nowadays we don't necessarily have to follow egon's granddaughter finn wolfhart they could maybe pass the baton on when you know, maybe they last for another one or two movies, but then they can reinvent it and revamp it again and still be just as good, if not better. Yeah, I would not say no to more Ghostbusters. You got me? Yeah, I got you. Oh, I thought I thought I thought we lost uh, Haven there. He just he just uh, he passed into the afterlife. 
Yes. It's like that eight mile when they were when they were uh, rap battling. You worked at this plant so long. <laughs> you're a plant. We talked about <laughs> Ghostbusters too long. You're a ghost. I thought we lost you. So, <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm still here. Fortunately. Let's get the language right. Let's get the language right. Uh, all right. Well, those are the three things we've talked about. Well, obviously, we did talk, but those are the three things we are talking about this week. What do you guys think? You can add to the conversation on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Also, listen to us wherever you find your podcasts. We will continue to bring you this weekly. Just give us a follow, give us a like, subscribe as you will. But for now, I am your host, Eugene. I'm Haven, huge fan. And we will see you across the multiverse because this is the 616 show. Who are you going to call?